Hey guys, so I've been getting all these crazy emails lately because I've started this whole program uh, trying to get shredded and, and I'm on one right now. So everybody's everybody's wanting to get in with this. So uh, I wanted to see, you know, maybe, maybe we could think of a way that uh, people can maybe get these... Uh, Purchased with so us. you're talking about the maps anabolic. You're yeah. talking about the, the everything you're doing. Nutrition, nutrition survival, survival guide. guide. Let me ask you a question. You've been doing it now for about uh, for a little for I don't know, what, like four days already. You just started already. No, he's almost a week now. Aren't a week? Almost a week. How yeah. do you how do you feel? How do you like it? I feel great, man. It's pretty wild, right? Yeah, I feel energetic and and on one like it. Like I said, like I I personally flip a switch, but these programs are definitely helping me to dial it in. So you're getting people asking about them. Yes. Yes, because uh, I think that they they really want to see what I'm doing, and uh, I want to be able to really describe in detail what I'm doing. Bro, Adam, them. you know what we should do? Because well, the the Maps Anabolic Program by itself is 117 dollars. Yeah. Your Nutrition Survival 99. Guide 99 dollars, right? Yeah. Why don't we um Why don't we Why don't we hook them up? Because Bro, people I'm, are going to want to follow along with what Justin's here's, doing. Here's the thing. I, I think uh, for me, it's less about making the money off of this on the our guy on our end. Obviously, we have things we have to cover and stuff, but I'm I'm more excited for more people that we can possibly get to join in and go with them. I mean, if, well, we, if, can, if we can possibly impact thousands of people, that'd be fucking dope. Well, if they're so, going to do everything, we might I know, as well I'm down. Up. I'm down to definitely discount let's it. Let's do so. a hookup. Uh, Doug, what do you think? What, what are we looking at? Let's, let's, let's put together, let's put them all together in a package and give them a discount. You're talking maps and the uh, nutrition survival guide. Maps and the nutrition yeah, survival together guide. together as a couple. So people can do what he's doing because this freaking, I'm looking at him right now a week later and he's already. Well, no, and I'm getting a lot of people too that that I've told that he's doing it or coming up to me and they're like, well, can we see what he's doing this and that? And we're like, well, we're going to talk about it. But then everyone's like, well, do you have something structured so it's easier? And I'm like, okay, that's oh, a good point. Yeah. Right. So we'll talk about it too and then do it. But I mean, both programs together between our nutrition survival guide and maps and a ball. Two hundred and sixteen dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over two hundred dollars right there alone. So I'm I'm definitely down on our end at least to. to what do you think, Doug? Can we do that? Yeah, we can bundle those together. Uh, what do you think? Twenty percent off. Uh, I'm thinking, let's hook That's, it up. Yeah, dude. no, no, no. Make it sweet. Yeah, twenty yeah, percent off. Twenty percent off is like that shit you see at a store. Okay, like, okay. I need people to do this. It's with a Friday me, sale. Yeah, it's a Friday yeah. sale. Twenty percent off. Like, yeah. we fucking give that shit away. I'm, I'm saying like half, dude. You, you know what? Let me. Add, you know what? My lucky do number. Do something is? good for no, me. No, you know what my lucky number is? Like everybody else, seven. Why don't we? What if we did this for seventy-seven dollars? You gotta be kidding me! No, seven, seven, why not? Like seventy percent off. Seventy. That's a lucky number. Seventy-seven dollars for everything, Doug. We're putting you on the spot right now. If you don't do this, everyone's going to be pissed off at you. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on, bro. Okay. Geek, geek. Well, there's not much I can do, can I? <laughs> All right. So, All right. So go for it. 77 bucks. You get everything. To be clear, the MAPS anabolic program alone is extremely different. Different from anything else you've ever seen. There's a oh, patented just tri- wait, just tri- wait. trigger session concept. You've got phased workouts. And the survival guide is about as... Um, it's about as detailed as you can get when it comes to nutrition and it helps you figure it out yourself. Actually, it's actually well, the best I'm, thing I've ever I'm seen. I'm going to take this to the next level then too. If And if you're somebody who gets on this program, gets started at the same time right now as soon as you can with Justin and you guys get on there and you actually get to ask personal questions on our page referring to your program while you're going through it, it'll be so much easier for Sal, Justin, and I right. to be able to answer and help specifically what you're going through because you're actually following going that's through a, That's a great so thing. So we we'll, will make sure we make We'll the put them on the member, the private, because we have a private uh, portal on Facebook. And you can basically contact us, and you know when we're there, we'll talk to you. Why don't we? Just, why don't we just keep those people in there? Why don't we set that portal up to where those people are once they purchase something that we'll send that private portal, and just those people can be Done. there, so that way we're not getting confused with other questions, and we make sure we take care of them first. Done. But to be to be clear, I think we should end this when you're done with your transformation, Justin. Yes. All right. Is that fair, Doug? Well, I think we ought to end it sooner. Really? 
Yeah, well, I think, uh, what do you say, March 31st. <laughs> this is a damn good deal, guys. You want to end it on March 31st? Well, how about, can we say this? Can we can we not put an end date yet? Okay. Can we do that, Doug? Can we, can we just, can we, that way we can U- Ultimately, us? Doug's in charge. I mean, this is, let's, just be, let's just be honest here. He's, he's ultimately going to pull the plug whenever he wants to. And, I, and the reason why I'm saying that right now on, on air is I want everybody, when they're angry, when we cut it, <laughs> yeah, it's Doug's to direct fault. their angry <laughs> anger <laughs> at Doug. It's oh, Doug's fault. Oh, hey, I'm the scapegoat here. At mind pump, Doug. No, I'm going to put out one more thing. We ought to probably have a payment, like a two payments of $47. So if they want to do uh, less up front? Yeah, just to make it easier for okay, people to get do, in. Let's do it. We can do that yeah. for you. Let's do it. So, I'm, I'm so go to mindpumpradio.com. It'll be right there on the front page, everything together. You purchase this, you, you enroll in the program, and you just follow it. You've got everything you need, literally. You have your workout, That's you have it. your nutrition, you follow it, done deal. Boom. Time to get sexy as fuck. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, welcome to Mind Pump. This is the show that puts the cock and cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was, really, ever. <laughs> I was really scared where you were going with that right there. <laughs> I was yeah. looking at where, Dick. Where, where are you putting the cock, Sal? I, <laughs> Doug just went pale white right there. <laughs> Listen. Oh he's like, I don't even know yeah. if I can edit that out. You're, you're listening to Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, whoop, whoop. and Justin <laughs> Andrews. <laughs> Meow. That one. <laughs> So uh, let's do a Q and A. Let's do another Q and A. We got some. We got a shitload of questions uh, on yeah. our site. Real soon here, we're gonna have to hire um, probably um, I don't know between 20, 25 year old, uh, super hot, yeah, uh, super assistant. hot. Um. <laughs> so if you fall in that, if you fall, and you can, obviously you need to be able to type well. Right. Um, you gotta have some working skills. Just type well. Type well, be well, super hot between ages twenty and twenty five. Kind of like we'll Vanna White esque. So you gotta like really present, you know, these questions to us nicely. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. I'm so gonna get in trouble. Yeah, you are. You are both. No, let me just say for the record, I disagree <laughs> with everything you just said. Uh, so let's start with the first question. This was from G underscore Rufo Rufo R U F O. So G underscore R U F O. His question is how good or bad is coffee? Coffee is amazing. Tasting. How the hell can you not love coffee? Let's talk about coffee for a second. So I want to talk about. So there used to be, and this it kind of permeates still. Although nowadays, nowadays people are talking about the health benefits of coffee a little bit, thanks to people like uh, Bulletproof Executive and Joe Rogan talks about it. And there's some. I mean, the Bulletproof really sort of tried to reinvent. Uh, coffee as far as like how to make it more healthy by adding fats, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Well, so the old studies, and there are studies, and they're old, and they're dumb. Don't don't look at them. But the old studies did say that tied coffee to things like um, uh, shorter life expectancy. Um, some even t- tied it to cancer. Basically, they said it wasn't good for you. Here's here's the problem. Yeah, I can already yeah. guess without even telling. I don't even know this study. Oh, I, I love the this con- study. The controllables were like, oh, we forgot to check that they were smoking cigarettes every fucking Correct. day. Correct. Oh, see, I knew it. Correct. Yeah. Because what yep. what Old did studies, what dude. did people do back in the day when they drank coffee? Smoke mm. cigarettes. They smoked cigarettes. So <laughs> when you remove the cigarettes it's like out every of the punk song, I've yeah, ever heard. If you remove exactly what, <laughs> <laughs> so if you remove the cigarettes out of that, when you look at coffee, first of all, coffee is packed full of antioxidants Mm -hmm. and as a matter of fact it's one of the uh, of all the things that you're going to drink in america it's one of it's probably got some of the highest antioxidant levels among all things it's right up there with some of the like really healthy teas out there yeah like green teas and you know the the red rooibos teas and and whatnot 
Um, so it's very good for you. And then let's talk about caffeine because coffee's got caffeine in it. Yeah. What about caffeine? So stimulant, right? So it, it really depends on how your body reacts to stimulants. Mm-hmm. So it's really what I, I tend to tell people. Like, how do you feel when you, you are on caffeine? Well, well, did, so uh, it, barring that, let's say you have a good tolerance to caffeine. Uh-huh. Let's say caffeine doesn't give you heart palpitations. It doesn't make you feel weird. So if you get weird issues with caffeine, don't drink uh, coffee that's caffeinated. Right. But if you can tolerate caffeine, um, is it good for you or is it bad for you or is it neutral? There is more studies now that have came out to to talk about the pros of it than there are negative. Right. I, you know, I actually wrote an article a long time ago. God, it was probably six, seven years ago on this. Cause that was, this used to be a great subject, uh, especially early on in my career. And I wish I had the numbers. So I'm going to, I'm not, don't quote me on the exact numbers, but I, the amount of caffeine that you would have to take in one day in order to have any sort of adverse effects was just astronomical. It was it was something that you couldn't even do. Well, you know? did you did you know that the they're they're right now they're about to change the amount of ca- caffeine that they say you can have on a daily basis. So the government's about to come out and change the number. And you know what number they're going to say? What three hundred milligrams a day for everybody, unless you have adverse effect to caffeine, is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Three hundred milligrams of caffeine is a decent amount. Was yeah, that, was that five six cups of coffee? No, well that's one large, really strong cup of coffee. Oh, like two, like right? a Trente? Yeah. Um, no, I think no, I think those have even more. And and here's the thing: three hundred is the guideline that they give. There's a lot of people that can take a lot more than that. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll tell yeah, you like right me. now the the number when I wrote this article way back when was way mm-hmm. more. It was like thirty two hundred plus. Dude yeah. was it. And you'd have to be consistently doing that. What they have, fa- and what also I remember uh, reading about was uh, there's been more effects from the, the actual coffee bean uh, with your stomach lining having more adverse effects than actually caffeine itself. Mm. So it's more so uh, you, you there's be more adverse effects coming from multiple so many cups of coffee, which would be a ton first of all coming from the coffee bean itself being acidic in your stomach lining versus the actual caffeine and the adverse effects that it plays. Because as far as what it does for your brain, what it does for energy, what it does for your metabolism, there's all kinds of benefits. Well, right, get, gets things moving. I mean, it is a bit of a diuretic to some sure, to some extent, sure. so people need to realize that too. Like, <laughs> you almost got to plan it uh, and a food, accordingly, uh, right? Uh, appetite suppressant too. So right. an appetite well, appetite well, suppressant? Caffeine is also um, extremely good for the brain. As a matter of fact, they're now finding that people who drink four or five cups a day of coffee um, have a much lower risk of Alzheimer's and dementia when they get older. Awesome. And they're so they're finding that it's very good for the brain. So if you want really good brain health, it's probably a good idea to have some kind of caffeine on a regular basis. And I think coffee's better than just pure caffeine, you know, the chemical caffeine because coffee's got the other antioxidants in it. Mm. Um, but it's very, very good for the brain. And what does caffeine do to the body? Um, it's a CNS uh, stimulant, so it stimulates the central nervous system. It's a dopamine releaser. Hmm. So you get more dopamine squirting out in your brain, and dopamine is the motivator. That's the motivator chemical. So when that comes out, it makes you want to do shit. And that's why productivity, when, buddy. There you go. That's why when you're studying up, you know, up late at night, and you're studying, and you're having like you know five cups of coffee and you know, with espresso shots in them, um, it keeps you going and it helps you to think clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really, you know, I, here, here's the thing though. There, I will say this. There are some people that will suffer from uh, what what nature naturopaths and uh, you know wellness experts will call adrenal fatigue. Yes, yeah, so I was going to bring up adrenal fatigue. That was the only uh, neg- negative thing that I've read that uh, people have attributed you know high amounts of caffeine. Yeah, if but- you if you're constantly having to drink tons of coffee just to function, you're it's probably you're probably having some adverse effects. 
Um, to be clear, you know, it should be, um, you should already, it should already be an, an addition to your good energy. It should not be because you feel shitty unless you have some coffee um, and you have to have coffee all the time and you end up finding yourself having, needing more and more and more on a daily basis. Right. And you should and probably the, cycle it out. That's it. And let's be honest, let's be clear, caffeine does have addictive properties. In fact, um, it's got classic addictive properties. You do get build a tolerance. And you do have withdrawal when you go off. So if you're drinking coffee and you find that you figure, hey, look, the caffeine doesn't really work with me, and you go off, you will get withdrawal symptoms. Definitely, you'll, you'll have low energy for a week. You might get headaches. Uh, you might feel crappy. It's a it's classical withdrawal symptoms like you'll find with other drugs. So two ways, uh, those that are listening, is going like, oh god, that could be me because uh, I've been through, been here before, <clears throat> where I cycle on and off. And one of the things I do when I'm uh, kind of cycling off the the caffeine like that. Is I'll I'll replace uh, that same a little bit of caffeine still coming in my system like through green tea, mm. uh, and then I just make sure that I'm staying like overly hydrated. I'm drinking more water than I normally yes. do on a regular basis. That's a great way to get energy by the so way too. Focus those, on hydrating. Those two things uh, are two ways that it can really help you is is staying busy, stay drinking, drink water all, sip on water all day long. Um, and then the green tea to give you still a little bit of a boost caffeine. It's probably, that's the go-to spot for, you know, if you can, if it gives you enough kicks, you know, mm-hmm. I know some people that they, they go to coffee or other drinks, uh, to get it because the green tea isn't quite enough of a kicker for them. But, you know, if you're extra sensitive to, to coffee, maybe green tea is the route, you know, just something. I'm one of those people. So I can do, I do espresso, but I don't do it every single day. Or sometimes I'll do it every day for a short period of time, like a week. And then I'll switch to, to green tea. Um, and green tea is a little mild, milder. It has less caffeine in it, but it also contains uh, an amino acid called theanine. And theanine balances out the um, stimulatory effects of caffeine. So um, if you drink coffee and you're and it's a little too strong for you, you can even do this. You can even purchase theanine, the amino acid, take it, and then drink your coffee. And you'll get you'll still get the buzz, but you'll be less edgy. So, And as a matter of fact, you can actually buy supplements now that are caffeine with theanine. Hmm. Um, uh, before all my workouts, I'll take, I'll take some of that as a matter of fact, as a pre-workout kind of energizer, but I never really go over about 200 milligrams personally. So I, I think nice. it's important to note too, that a majority of, uh, your pre-workouts and things that are out there, this is the primary thing that is actually aiding those things as far as their success, as far as, oh, and it's a, but it's a shitload. And then they throw in some other weird stimulants that are not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, proprietary. blend. Yeah, no, I I think it's important to note that it's also important to note too that you know because we're talking about caffeine. I know another question was related to coffee and what we think about coffee, and now we've kind of gone on to this just whole thing about or caffeine in general. Is there is a difference between getting caffeine from coffee beans and getting caffeine in like a rock star energy drink or getting it from uh, yeah, artificial? So look at how much stuff. other things they pack into yeah. those things. Yeah. So whatever health benefit you get from the caffeine in your rock star, whatever brain help you know, you're gonna you're gonna negate with the either artificial sweeteners or the mountain of you know high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make that clear because I don't want people to leave our show and be like, well, you know, Mind Pump was actually those guys were talking about how caffeine's great for me, so now I have my rock no, star. No, I've, I've preached. Uh, Iced coffee, black all day long, man. Yeah, no, that that's my def- that's my go to. That is your go to. Awesome. Um, another question here. Uh, this is from um, Jay Batito. So it's J B A T T I T O. His question is: What are our thoughts on sodium? So uh, we've been, you know, I'm sure we've heard for a long time now that sodium is bad for you. Too much sodium, you know, the, are the 
uh, American government, you know, has a recommendation in terms uh, of you this, know keep your your sodium low. This goes back to one of your favorite ones, step yeah. time, because I know you get all fired up when we get to talk about uh, uh, companies coming in and actually. That's so. By I mean, it's just like uh, fat. When we went through the whole yeah, fat yeah, phase, yeah, no yeah. fat. Well, you know, it, it, all this low it fat, low sugar. Targeted. Yeah, it, you know, it's like we 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 take one thing out because, and we're going to market it that way, and then we're going to pump it with something else that's just as bad or worse for you. And then uh, just to piggyback off of what everybody is, the trend is. And the whole sodium thing is such a fucking trend. And it's one that's continued to stick around. And I feel like the reason why it's stuck around is because it, it still plays a, a role with uh, bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people see bodybuilding. Well, that was the other part of his question, I think, too, is like water retention from it and like oh, okay. show prep kind of uh, stuff. Okay. So. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a. Well, let me. I'm gonna let but, Sal. But, 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 yeah, we'll get to that. Let, yeah, in let's, the let, latter uh, half. Uh, of yeah, it. let me. Sal, we'll talk about the, the normal, just overall health benefits, the importance that it plays in building muscle. If you weren't so. It, well, well, a, so so check this out. So this is off blood of pressure. This and all is that. all. I, now I posted this article on my uh, Facebook page, um, and it's an article by Reason uh, Magazine. It's actually one of my favorite magazines. Very objective. And um, it says here for years now that the centers of disease control and prevention have been recommending that everyone age two and up should consume less than 2,300 milligrams of sodium a day. So this is what they're saying. This is, this is the, the, the max. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, so um, here's, here's what's coming out. Here's the real science. In the New England Journal of Medicine, this was a study that was published in August 2014. It reported that people who consume less than 1,500 milligrams of sodium are more likely to die than people who eat between 3,000 to 6,000 milligrams of sodium per day. So uh, the science is coming out now that this really low... Um, sodium intake is not good for you. Now, from an athletic standpoint, athletic performance standpoint, if you go low sodium, you're yeah, stupid. You're sweating. Remember that. Yeah, I know. I you know some elite runners. You know what they actually do? They'll take sea salt, yeah, salt and they'll tablets. sprinkle it into their water, or they'll take salt tablets. Yeah, yeah. they need you need Mo- it. Yeah, most of your runners, like that, your mm-hmm. uh, ultra marathon runners and stuff, will have salt tablets. And we should also be clear that not all salt is the same. Um, your regular bleached table salt, well, they've removed everything um, yeah. and then just added iodine to it actually has far more sodium in it than, say, Himalayan, um, you know, pink Himalayan sea salt. Um, and you can actually taste the difference. If you've ever tried, I don't know if you guys have ever tried them, um, regular table salt has more bite to it. It tastes more salty, whereas the pink Himalayan salt, for example, hmm. um, it's got a different mineral composition. It's pink because it's got some iron in it, and it's got other minerals in it. And, and Nice. It, Where do you it, get the pink Himalayan? I've never seen that Oh, before. you could buy that at any health food store. Well, but not a normal grocery store. Um, Actually, I found mine at, at, a, at a grocery store. Like a Safeway or something? Yeah. So, oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's, it's so crazy how now regular stores are starting to get on board. Mm-hmm. So pink, pink Himalayan sea salt, some of the best. Um, another reason why it's good is it comes from the mountains. Um, it's, it hasn't had really lots of uh, pollution in it, so it's pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get sea salt, which is probably another good option. However, you want to get real sea salt. Um, uh, and so you got to look at the, the origin of it. Where is it coming from? Um, it, those are both better options than your traditional uh, just table salt that's basically 100% sodium with nothing else in it except for they'll add iodine, which um, way back in the day, there, you know, kids had iodine deficiencies, so the government thought it was a good idea to just throw it in salt, and now everybody's got iodine. You don't really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was going to ask you too. Like, you know, you started talking about athletes somewhat, and, and um, I was going to ask about like, you know, how Gatorade basically came out um, and and created their drink based off of like the need for it because everybody, you know, down in these southern states, the it was so humid. That I mean, you just sweat and you sweat and it, and you sweat pounds off 
uh, before he even got to the game. And it was a real problem because, you know, people were passing out and, you know, all these adverse effects from it. But what, what, what really is Gatorade in electrolytes? Explain to people like what like this whole electrolyte. Electrolytes are things that your body needs, your muscles need to contract things like sodium and magnesium and potassium. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's what they throw in these drinks. And so you're just replenishing them. And then, of course, they throw in High some fructose corn syrup. Yeah, they, th- they throw in dyes. some sugar. Now, carbohydrates, while you're training hard, will help with performance. However, the worst, probably one of the worst uh, type of carbohydrates you want to use is fructose or high right. fructose corn syrup. Oh, yeah. Sugar Absolutely. alcohol is... You, yeah, yeah no. you're, you're better off with, yeah, I mean, just, you know, you know, long chain, you know, maybe like waxy maize or, um, you know, long chain polymers like uh, maltodextrin or something like that um, while you're training. So uh, Gatorade, probably not the best. No. Well, what's great, though, is the marketing behind that. Don't you love that, though? Oh, you know, yeah. because... But, it, like, it, kids it came, drink them as, like... Yeah, but a, it came around the, the era when, oh, sodium's bad, so they're not going to say that it's got sodium in it, even though, let's be honest, that's the... That's, that's the, like, really what it is. That that's is the, the most benefit coming there, or, yeah. the, or the quick carbohydrates that are going to convert over into sugar right away and replenish mm-hmm. your guys' stores. Uh-huh. So that's really what's going on, but we got to find... Gatorade is not going to be a sponsor of this show, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we, just, we just canceled another one off the list, everybody. I'm telling you, bro. We're going to get some random Shit. ones, bro. We're, We're going to be sponsored by, what you say, Trojan, Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be companies that are safe from us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it has anything to do with working out, food, things like oh, that, yeah, you're probably right. not going to get sponsored. I'm going to say this right now. Uh, when, when marijuana gets legalized, the first national marijuana company is going to advertise with us. Oh, mark, no, my, mark, us. mark my words. We'll run your commercials all day long. There we so go. we talk about, um, you know, so Sally, and I, and that's why I wanted to get into the how important it plays in a role as far as uh, making sure it's in your diet. Because some people think that uh, you should always be trying to trim it out. Right um, now, there are people. There are if look if your doctor tells you cut your sodium because you got high blood pressure and you have some health issues, you should listen to your doctor. Right. If you're if you're a healthy individual. Um, I wouldn't worry about it so much. If you're going to eat shitty food that has a lot of sodium in it, that's all bad for you. So um, let, let's be clear here. That doesn't mean you go grab the frozen, you know, hungry man dinner out of the the, the fridge of the, the grocery store right. and you look and at the back, preservatives you're like, and yeah, and you're like, oh, South said I could have a lot of sodium. Therefore, <laughs> I'm going to eat this hungry man, you know, you know, Salisbury steak and mashed potato. No, no, that doesn't mean that. A quick, a quick little note you should know too is this: uh, if you're if you're preparing your meals and you're eating. Um, you can pretty much go to town, season your food, and be fine. I mean, literally, if you are making your chicken, your steak, your your veal, your fish, whatever it is, and you want to season it with something, I mean, I say go to town, I mean like empty the whole bottle on there. But even if you did, let's say you did, which would be crazy, uh, that one, that those meals that you've made yourself and you've seasoned, seasoned all up is not going to compare to one fast food joint. Yeah. One meal out eating out fast food, um, and even some restaurants because they got to preserve their food. So what do they do? They 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 prepare it and they keep all they keep it in a bunch of salt. Which you got to keep the shelf life up. exactly. So what what they do is is loaded with sodium, and I'm talking like ten times more than the saltiest meal you could ever pour on your on your at, at home meal. Oh, so man. You, keep you, that in mind. You ever eat Chinese food and you, like in the middle of the night you wake up <laughs> and you're like, I need water. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. keep that in mind if you're if, if this is not something, and that's kind of how I tell clients is, hey, if we're if because they ask me. That you know, well, what about salt? And should I stay away from this? And like, listen, if we're making your meals, enjoy it, season yeah. your food, whatever ones you like, season it. You know, season yeah, it. it's most likely if you make it yourself, you're not going to put too much salt. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the truth, right? Yeah, it's kind yeah. of across the board. I mean, that's why I, I've always been an advocate of like cooking and, and controlling things with oils and all these things oh, yeah. at your house. So yeah, yeah you, you, know, you just right. got to consider that. Yeah, you're right, and that exactly. And as soon as you go to anywhere out, you just assume that you've over over consumed on your sodium levels by far. Right now, that that leads to you. You guys said that he actually asked. Uh, yeah, about competing. Yes, like when yes. when guys are on stage and competing, and, and we know that bodybuilders, you know, do a lot of sodium manipulation. Some of them even take diuretics, yes. you know, which which will you know what they call. This potassium. is all leading up to what, it, what do you call it? Peak Pe- week. Peak week. Yeah. Okay. So um, this this is a, this is a great this is a great question, and it's a great question Climb because because I do not have what I would say is the perfect answer for you, but I will tell you my experience and uh, what I'm going through myself personally when it comes to manipulating sodium and water. So ideally, the idea is this, is that when when you're cutting, when you're getting ready for a show, you know, you want your skin to be paper thin and you want to be pretty much nothing but muscle and skin up there. You're trying to eliminate, and bones, obviously. You're trying to eliminate as much body fat, as much body fat and water between your skin as possible. Now, here's the thing. That, that is contradicting to what, what happens to the, to the average competitor. So most competitors, this is what a peak week looks like. Um, they eat sodium, either normal, or they even eat high levels of it leading up to it for their, their prep. When they get closer to peak week, they will start to restrict their sodium. And some knucklehead coaches actually have them do this for even longer, where they've been doing it for months on end, which is really retarded. Or, excuse me, sorry. You know what? That's it's really silly. <laughs> Adam's on one right now. Yeah, no, a, I, you uh, know, this one gets track that word. It does. I'm sorry. It gets, and this gets me all fired up because it, it is the reason why I came into coaching was because I saw so much of this unhealthy crap that was going on. And when I see this, uh, it, it just infuriates me. So I apologize for uh, any the, my poor vocabulary that's going to come forward after this. So, with that being said, fuck. Let's say moronic. <laughs> moronic yeah. works. So like what these? One. So what happens is they they restrict it. They restrict their sodium to literally like nothing, you know, and and they do that for at least a week and sometimes longer. And then they and the whole concept from the bodybuilding world is that okay, sodium pairs with water. And the sodium pairs with the water, and then you retain water subcutaneously between your your skin and your muscle, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, and this gives you that softer look. So, this is what they would call like when you say, "Oh, if you heard someone say this about a bodybuilder, oh, he looks kind of soft." Looking soft would mean that either one, he's carrying extra body fat, or he's carrying too much water in his system because he hasn't he hasn't pulled it out. So, by cutting the water. Um, and cutting your sodium, you're basically sucking on it. You're dehydrating your body and you're pulling it all, uh, pulling it on. Now, the flip to this and the problem with this is other than it's unhealthy, is also that our muscles are com- comprised of about 65 to 70% water in themselves. So you don't want your muscle bellies to be completely empty. So what a lot of these these guys do is... They pull all the water and then they then they slam it full of carbohydrates. So they fill the muscle bellies up full of carbs. So we have what's called like a load day or possible load days leading up to it, where they're going to load their bodies with you know double, triple their their normal car, uh, carb intake. So they fill up their their bodies, uh, they fill their muscle bellies up, but then they're still not getting all the way full because the body still needs water, wants water inside there. So why I don't have this perfect answer for you is because I'm constantly playing with this. So my goal always when I compete is is I'm always trying to do it as healthy as I possibly can, knowing that I'm always going to be flirting with some fine lines because it is a sport. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's not healthy for you. It's not the way somebody should live all the time. It's not something I should do forever for the rest of my life. It's not. Bottom line, it's a sport. 
And like any other sport, there's many things that the three of us can sit down and pick apart on Mm -hmm. how it's not healthy for the body. And bodybuilding has these things. And one of those things is manipulating your sodium and water. I I think we should also be clear. um, Bodybuilding is a a lot of, especially professional bodybuilding, the the athletes are on high doses of anabolic uh, steroids. And when you're on anabolic steroids, when you're taking uh, exogenous testosterone, your body is holding water. In fact, in the old, the, the, some of the first studies on steroids, the scientists um, attributed most of the weight gain to water, which is true. When you take, when guys will go on steroids, they'll gain lots of weight initially, especially if they take the oral ones, and most of it's water. So they have more problems with dealing with that than, let's say, a natural athlete. And you'll find more natural bodybuilders say that they don't cut sodium at all and you'll find more of these professional bodybuilders saying that they have to really manipulate sodium and in fact a lot of them take things like diuretics um in fact um all the deaths that have ever happened on a bodybuilding stage were attributed to diuretics that's Mm -hmm. how dangerous it is to fuck with your electrolytes and your water so this is this is not really a game unless you're doing you've done this uh, many times and you're doing it like adam does where he's very healthy about it and he's very smart about it I would say don't even worry about that. Um, just just get lean oh, yeah. um, and go into the show looking healthy bec- uh, in, in, until you really know your body because this is not a game you want to play. Your muscles will contract and they'll stay contracted. You won't be able to breathe or worst case, what's even worse, your muscles will fail to contract. And I've had people talk about, I've heard bodybuilders say they were on stage and they'd flex. No, they'd flex and they couldn't even flex. Oh, weird. Their muscles just wouldn't Cramped flex. Up. Yeah, or cramp they'd up. cramp up. You yeah, know, uh-huh. I don't know if you guys remember back That's in the 90s. When you're all dehydrated like that, you, you do, know. Do you guys remember the mid-90s, Paul Dillett? Do you remember that bodybuilder, Paul Dillett? I don't. Massive bodybuilder. Got carried off the stage at the Arnold Classic. He froze up. He cramped up so hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there was uh, uh, Bennett Zazi, I think his last name was, uh, another bodybuilder. This guy was known for being shredded, died. Um, shortly after a show, because again, his so I think that's, that's a great point to put Crazy. it that way. Uh, and I and I should have pointed out what I, you know when we're talking about competing. I was thinking that most people are just assuming that most of these guys are on anabolics because it's pretty much how it is. Especially once you get to the professional level, that you know a majority are messing with anabolics. Therefore, they are getting they are retaining water differently than the natural bodybuilder. Now, I'll tell you what I'm going to try and do um, coming up in one of my next shows that I do. Because I I have been playing with this. And like I said, I'm always trying to go as healthy as possible. The worst that you're going to see me manipulate sodium and water is my last five to seven days. Last five to seven days, um, I will deplete it as of right now. I've done that in shows. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to come into a show. And I would like to go from you know consuming you know maybe uh, 1,500 to 2,000 milligrams of sodium to reducing it. Uh, maybe by 50% or 75%. And then just if I'm drinking two gallons of water, coming down and reducing to like one gallon of water. So at the end of the day, I'm still, you know, drinking a gallon of water. I'm still intaking, you know, 1,500 milligrams of sodium or so, whatever. You know, these are all hypothetical numbers. But the point is that I want to be able to come into a show where I'm, I still am, got sodium in me. I'm loaded up. I've got water inside me and I'm hitting stage like that and see how I bone. So. Awesome. Uh, how are we doing on time, Mr. Mr. Doug? Five minutes in. Cool. Yeah. We got time for one more question. All right. Th- actually, this is a good one. This is a great question. This is from Jim Girl K eight four six. Okay. Her question is: she's now she says she's trying to grow her glutes, so she wants her butt to get more developed, which we support fully. Applause. Applause. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We support Huge that. Fan of that. Huge fan of that. Huge fan of growing the butt. Um, she says sometimes she's sore, sometimes she's not. Are her muscles still growing when they're not sore? 
Oh, so, yes. many, so many good points here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, soreness yes, Soreness is a... That's ho- not the indicator. It is a horrible indicator of exercise effectiveness. Well, it is not a good indicator. It doesn't really tell you much at all except for that you damaged some muscle. Well, it, do- it actually does tell us something. It's technically a sign of overtraining. It could, Yeah, it could be. Unless it, it. It's, unless it's like a very new stimulus and like, you know, you, you haven't experienced that before. But yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I'll tell you something right now. Like I work out uh, at a pretty advanced level with, with weights. I work out all the time, lifting heavy weights, doing this and that. I rarely ever really get sore. Um, but if you threw me in a swimming pool right now and had me swim for an hour straight, <laughs> I guarantee you I'd be sore the next well, that's day. That's what I mean. Like I was doing a, a stupid, as stupid as this sounds, the, the Wii boxing when that came out. <laughs> right? So I'm like doing that, you know, just... I hadn't been doing any movements like that, and I was sore. My rhomboids—it was pretty. Which is which is also why I find it very important. So let's say we're taking, let's use glutes since that's the example here. And you know, you're coming out the gates. I'm designing a program for you. Um, You know, the very first time we train your glutes and we go do squats or whatever, I, I may do just you know five sets five sets of squats and call it a day on your glutes and see how your body responds to that. And then progressively start to move you up or like what we do in the, in the maps program where we do trigger sessions and other ways to, um, to stimulate it. But I most certainly am not going to come out the gates the, and, and give you four different exercises at four or five sets mm-hmm. each. Yeah. And that's try. a gauge. You kind yeah. of have to find and set it. Yeah. You know, and keep just it, keep it a little bit lower in the beginning. Keep for sure. that in mind that, yeah, that black, the harder intensity and, and how sore you are is not a reflection of your results. In fact, I, I believe it's, I mean, I mean, uh, do you even get sore? I mean, on a regular basis? Um, I, I, I tend to, I tend to get a little bit every now and then. And of course, that's the, what I mean. Like you train hard and you get sore a little. Yeah. Here and there, yeah. A little no. bit. Yeah. I wouldn't even say I get I, very sore anymore. I get excited. Right. I get excited if I do. You know, it's like, oh, I found something new. <laughs> like my body wasn't used to that. So and it, so I am kind of contradicting myself as I'm telling you that it's not an indicator of a successful workout. But, you know, when you're rarely ever sore, like or I, I'm hardly ever sore. Well, you're also mental. I mean, we all are in here, I think. So. Yeah, <laughs> little, yeah, yeah we like that pain. But, yeah. you know, uh, the, the glutes, I think some of the biggest issues I see with uh, clients of mine that, have, that are trying to build their glutes. Number one um is they normally have some sort of postural deviation or limitation right. due to they're not sending a proper signal. There. Yes, they're not. They're not activating no neuromuscular pathway. Sleepy yes. glute syndrome. Your glutes, okay. Your your ass is the biggest, strongest muscle, and the, should be responsible for a majority, if not all, of your leg lower your, extremity your movement. Lower it's movement. also the most beautiful muscle well, yeah, of all muscles. If you list them in, in in order of beauty. Which is why glutes would be the top. You should address it that way. You should take <laughs> yes, care of it, amen. and you should. And this should be a focus of yours. But uh, getting yourself back into proper neutral alignment, and then learning and understanding how to engage the glutes um, through your movements is probably the number one thing. Rarely ever right. did I get what's th- interrupting that signal. You know, yeah, you gotta you gotta find out and, and correct it, and uh, you're gonna get a much more effective workout out of it where you're gonna actually feel the difference. Like you're gonna feel that stimulate and then activate, and now once you're engaged, you know it. It they changes fire. the whole workout. Yeah, it oh. fires. It, it, it so, picks up, you know, when you need it. This is actually really close to home right now. So, um, and my girl, I, I know she doesn't like it when I when I talk about her or bring her up, but she's such a good example. But you're going to do it anyway. I am going to do this. So here I <laughs> she's go. a good sport. So she's uh, she's a collegiate level athlete. So she she played uh, she played basketball. Um, so she and she's been pretty fit most all her life. Uh, when we first met and we uh, we got dunk tanked. 
uh, we've got a hydrostatic way for those who don't know what that is, a real accurate way to find your body fat. Uh, she was like 14%. And she always hovers between anywhere between 10 and 14%. So That's for, lean. Yeah, for a female, it's very That's lean. Really lean. Yeah. Now, um, if you were to ask her, and I hope she's okay with me putting her uh, insecurities online or putting it out there to tens of thousands of people to hear. But, <laughs> we'll ask uh, her permission after. Well, when, you know, when we first started kind of working out together, and I don't like to look, I don't work out with my girlfriends. And I don't like doing that. But, uh, you know, of course, they at one point, they finally start asking questions of like, you know, well, if I wanted to do this or if I wanted to do that, what should I do? And then the first time as a trainer, you give them that you give them their advice and they don't fucking listen to you because it's just how it works. They just they still are right. caught up. doesn't matter how smart you are, what they've seen you do with your body. Even someone as close as someone like my girlfriend or a family member to me, they still have all the stupid things that are caught in there, caught up from everything else that you hear. On a side note, like how aggravating is it when you're in the room, everybody knows you're a trainer and they start talking about like some kind of program that they're doing yes. for fitness. Yes. Oh, it's, I squirm oh, in my it ha- seat. It happens to me all the time. And it, it, it actually, <laughs> like, I, yeah. Katrina, cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah. Katrina has to like pull me back every now and then. Cause I get, I get very irritated with that. Cause it's like slapping me in the face. It's like, really, this is what exactly. I, it's what I do for a living. I like to think I'm pretty damn good at it too yeah. and then you're going to sit here and talk to me about some bullshit program you found online or what like that like it's like yes. really so anyways sorry so she's just like she's just like anybody any other client or someone i've had where i'm telling her like okay this is what i want to do I'm, you know we're going to do some heavy deads and squats and these movement these big compound movements and heavy weights and low reps five reps she's looking at me like uh-uh no way. She's like, I build, you have no idea. You're telling me, I have no idea how much, oh, how much I muscle that. I build. I touch weights and I, I get all big and bulky. And I'm like, listen, first of all, one, you've never had me design mm. your program. Two, we're not going to be eating that way. You're going to be eating differently, but I'm going to have you training that way. You'll be amazed what happens. Well, Just, let's be clear. There's, we've never had a client because I, we hear that shit all the time. I built, you don't know how I built so much muscle. I can't build. Yeah. Listen, you're not going to work out with me today and wake up tomorrow looking like Arnold. First yeah. of all, if that happens, <laughs> I want you to fight. This is great. We should have kids because your genetics are amazing, but your that's impossible. Through yeah, well, happen. And, and like I told her too, I said, listen, if you ever feel like you're getting too muscular or hard, it's real easy to fix. <laughs> we'll just skip the gym for a week and we'll have some donuts and you're going to be just fine. <laughs> You'll lose that hard look real quick. So, but anyways, when I'm talking to her, I'm talking about her training and making sure that, uh, you know, now we're like sculpting her body and she's never trained that way. So this is just all, all new ground, you know, new ground and understanding. And with the squatting of the day, she's a, she's a strong squatter. She can squat two plates and uh, she's getting under there. And wow. she, she's actually got really good form, but she has room to probably go about four inches or so deeper, you know, and really get some serious glute activation. And I'm, and I'm telling mm-hmm. her, I'm like, listen, one, you don't have to listen to all that hoopla where you ass to the grass. We have to go all the way down the ground, but you definitely want to make sure you go all the way down and get that full stretch on the glutes and fully engage them. And she's been doing that. We're like, Literally, she's doing maybe, uh, I think she got up to one, uh, 145, 185 range the other day when we were pushing up, pushing some weight. And she's looking at me like, I've never felt it in my butt like yeah. that. It's always been in my quads. Yeah. It's always been in my quads, mm-hmm. my hands. She always feels it. Which never got very, that depth yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't activating it. Well, so. two real quick points before you know, we, we sign off is, uh, number one, those ass machines in the gym, don't use them. They're a waste of your fucking time. Garbage. When you're on your hands and knees and you're doing the butt kickback or whatever. Oh, yeah. it, okay, are you, are you, is your muscle activating? Yeah, but you're, you're, you're so much better off just doing some squats. Yeah. Number that for your trigger session. Huh? That's right. And number two, when you're doing your barbell squats um have someone watch you from the side and if your tailbone tucks at the bottom um your glutes are not firing properly and it could be a tightness issue could be a weakness issue um so you want to maintain 
your your spinal st- your st- the stability of your spine needs to stay the same from the p- top to the bottom of the rep. Go down as low as you can uh, before your form, form breaks down, and then you're set. Right? I actually have a picture of that on my Instagram. Maybe two three months ago i don't mm-hmm. know what it was where there's a well i have a video on the the team level up too on on a proper squat video so I, if you can I, scroll down to the bottom you'll see you know angle wise i, that looks I like. actually use a pvc pipe and mm-hmm. i run it down the back of a client's uh that's back, another great their back way and their head and i want them to feel the pvc pipe on the back of their head on the center of their shoulder blades and then back down by their hips and the and then their goal is why they squat is they need to keep all three of those points intact with the pvc pipe as they come down that's beautiful right? and it's crazy just by them focusing like that, it just forces them to keep their core three tight. Points of and yep, yeah, those three points of contact, and then you'll have a nice, perfect squat. The uh, there was something else though I wanted I, I wanted to point out though with with the whole squatting thing is think of it like this: um, your butt is no different than a guy who comes to me and says, "I want to build my biceps, Adam, or I want to build my chest. I want a bigger chest. I want a bigger, full, rounder chest." That's what you're saying to me when you say you want a butt. You want to work on your butt, or you want to build a butt. It's the same concept. Therefore, there are two major things that are going to aid in this is eating in a surplus. You don't have to be crazy over the top, but you want to be eating in a, a little bit in a surplus and then tr- not be afraid to train heavy. Five five reps, heavy weight, and, and pushing the body to where you are going to start getting into those slow twitch fibers that you normally would be using doing all your 15, 20 reps, your butt kicks and those things that the boys were talking about before. Mm-hmm. So do not be afraid of eating a little more and do not be afraid to hit hit that, hit the squats heavy and hard. Yep, and uh, go ahead and send your before and after ass shots <laughs> to uh, <laughs> sign off. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time... This is Mind Pump. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.